Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. the social unrest, right? We have the Corona damn virus and everything and just every, just just all of this stuff going on. But today's episode, we want to talk about how to have those conversations. So if this is your first time checking into the Lion's Den Corona Files, because that's how we get it in on Wednesday, I want to welcome you and make sure you share this. Let, in, let individuals know what you're doing, what we're talking about, because we may be able to help you on out. All right. This isn't cookie cut. It's not scripted. We're having a good time, but a real time. And what we don't want to do is to perpetuate the situation by speaking about the negative that we already know is out there. Okay. We're past that. Not like we're forgetting about it, but we're moving. We're going to take that same energy. You know what they say? Hey, well, look, keep that energy and then move it. That's what we're doing. So if you're here on the Lions Den watching us, you're about that life too. But got to holler at the crew. Larry, Larry, how you feeling, bro? Hey, I'm feeling good. It's nice outside. You know, I spent my day pretty much running around trying to find some water to fill up my uh, my stand with my water fountain, five gallons, man. Walmart played me. I walked in there with my jugs, go all the way to the water thing, and it was shut down. So I spent my time going to five stores before I found some water. So Dearburg's has it. For any of my folks that are watching, looking for it in the local area, you go to Dearburg's and they got a water refill for your, your water fountain. Yeah, that was my day. Bruh. <laughs> That's a horrible, boring ass day. So what? You ain't had nothing to do. You, you. Hey, man, I, I did. I want to get into work. I'm just telling you about the, 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 the crazy part of my day. Uh, I mean, yeah, I went into work. You know, did some work stuff. Yeah, and all that. it's all good. The crazy hectic part. Yeah, work is easy. it's all good. You right, yo, Will. <laughs> what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Hey, what's going on, team? Hey, thanks for tuning in. You in the place to be for my day. I spend a lot of time in my office talking to my airmen and my NCOs, having that safe place to have those hard conversations and letting them know that if we wear this uniform in and out, that this is where we are and not furthering that divide that many people do with just talking about the negative. Um, I like to have that safe place for people to discuss things and be, be honest about it. Right. But Hey, this is a den and this is a place you come to talk get things off your chest, but also get some feedback. So, hey, welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Looking forward to a great show. St. Louis, stand up. Right on, right on, right on. And you're absolutely right. Big Herm, how you feeling, brother? Man, I'm feeling good, man. You know, you notice my, my face is shaved now. Yo, yo, looking like a Gerber baby. Bro. You know you look like a little Gerber bro, baby, yo, right? Yo. So today I went to go look for an elliptical, man. <laughs> <laughs> things are sold out everywhere, bro. You know, that's First what you get. Problems. That's what you get. Where were you at before? <laughs> man, I was thinking, man, hey, this is going to be over with. The gym going to be open back up, go back to club fitness. 
Then I saw a picture of myself I'm like, man, I'm getting out of hand, bro. I'm letting this PT pushback, PT test pushback. Uh, I'm taking a little bit too much advantage of that. Bro. I need to get myself in line. Hey, get your life together, man. Hey, hey, yo, shout out. Shout out to you. I feel you, man. Damn, man. And you know what? I seen that, too. People trying to get bikes and everything now, like, hey, Get them. You should have already had them in my mind. You get what I'm saying? Because you never know when stuff will happen. But, ladies and gentlemen, I see y'all on. Hey, shout out to y'all. I see you, Burgess. Hey, what's going on, y'all? My son watching again. How you doing, young man? We're going to talk a little, uh, little later. Uh, who else up there? Lamont, how you doing? How you doing? Everybody, shout out. Share this. It's only take two seconds to share, right? It ain't going to hurt nobody. Woo! So, y'all ready? We're getting ready to get it in. So, I am stationed at Scott Air Force Base, right? I love it. Love the spot. Love it, love it, love it. Mainly because it's close to Detroit. But anyway, I love the spot. But what what we're doing now, and I'm glad that I'm a part of a squadron that was able to have good, good conversations. Real good conversations. So, with that came strong leadership. And I say that to say it's not all about me. It's not all about upper leadership, right? It's about the airmen and the individuals that we are working with. Because it was uh, it's something I said yesterday, or actually even earlier today, you know, the individuals that you work with, all right? And so in my situation in the military, I cannot, or you cannot expect me to be safe to go fight a war and to fight a battle next to you overseas when you I don't even feel comfortable with you doing that right now next to me right here. You get what I mean? So we had that conversation and um, I would like to introduce you all to a couple of individuals, right? A couple of individuals. So we have Miss Senior Brown, right? She's on here. Right, 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 right. You can wave, show everybody your, your pretty face and your fingers. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. And then we got we got Sergeant Brown up there. What's going on, brother? All right. Hey, and shout, hey, shout out. He got a hey, shout out to Baltimore, right? Shout out to Baltimore. Then we got Simp. Look at Simp. What's going on? Woo! Yo, he's keeping it, keeping it real, keeping it real. And so I just want to thank y'all for coming on the Lions Den and being able and willing to have this conversation. This means a lot, not just to the uh the den but to the airmen that appreciate you that look up to you because it takes real individuals to have this real talk so senior brown if you don't mind miss danielle if you don't mind explaining to the den your thoughts about transparent conversation and why it's necessary Of course, of course. So, you know, one of the things I think why transparent conversation is necessary is one, because we all come from different walks of life, you know, but we, we share a mutual bond because we've all volunteered to serve in the armed forces. Um, as, you're, as you're growing people, I wouldn't be where I was today if I didn't have people in my corner. I didn't have people that I could trust to really have those open conversations with. So that is something that I've carried with me throughout my Air Force career and, and what I feel is of the utmost importance. Right on. Right, right. And I'm glad. I'm glad. And and shout out to you for being able and willing to do that. Um, and, and it's important. It's important. Hey, so Brown, Brian, so how do you feel about it? Now, so you're originally from Baltimore, right? And. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm I'm sure you you've experienced just a mess. Like me being from Detroit, I've seen it. I've uh, damn near immune to it. You get what I mean? But to see it at this age still is it's disgusting to the point. Well, not not just disgusting is exhausting. Right. So how do you feel about not just what's going on, but to move forward? You know, I feel like the conversation is, and it's like our top leaders are saying, the conversation needs to be had and and it needs to be open and it needs to be real. It doesn't need to be filtered at all. I think we need to be able to give, you know, like all airmen, but mostly the African-American airmen, the platform to speak up. Cause I know a lot of times the questions I was getting from airmen or young NCOs was, you know, Simon Brown, I don't know what to say. This is how I feel. Or, you know, can I post about Black Lives Matter and will they look at me a certain way in the military and stuff? So I, I strongly believe this conversation needs to be had to allow black troops to really understand that you won't be looked at a certain way having pride in your culture or telling the people about your daily struggles, just simply being black. And because we all know, like on this platform, the conversation has been going on for a long time. It's just been among us. It's never been an open forum conversation. So I think now is the time with it, the way the times are is that it's going to be open for more to really see and realize like what we actually go through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, Sam, what's your thoughts about this? I mean, you sit in a position where you've not only been in for a while, but you come from a, a, a an area that this isn't, I wouldn't say anything new, but it's it's in your face and it has it has always been. So what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, so, you know, for those who, who don't know, I'm from the St. Louis area. I love St. Louis, love everything about it and being able to come back here after uh, 28 years. I hit 28 years. What day is it? I hit 28 years in the Air Force yesterday. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, being able to come back here Woo. and uh shout out to you and, man and, and be in this area uh has been uh, you know just an absolute joy to and to be able to experience and, and rekindle with old friends that, have, that are still here but yeah we've seen this here before this isn't anything new but i was talking to my wife the other day who's you know the smartest person in the house and you know what to say sat, <laughs> you know what the damn say but go ahead um, and I sat there and I, and, and I, I looked at her and I said, you know, I don't recall a time in the last 28 years in my adult life where I've been as sad as I was the last couple of days, seeing what was going on in our country, seeing how things had come to this kind of a head when they really shouldn't have. And, um, that's why, you know, everybody's talking about how we got to have these tough conversations. You're damn right. We got to have these tough conversations. We got to have them both ways. We got to be open and we got to listen to both sides. We can't throw up defensive walls every time somebody says something we don't like because that's not an open conversation. If we need to educate somebody, we need to educate somebody. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And you, you, Matt, you hit it right on the head. It goes both ways because you do have individuals, you have African Americans that say, Hey, well, my leadership isn't talking or they're not saying anything, but are you creating 
that environment too, right? It goes both ways. And then watch this. What if a Caucasian or any other race say, hey, well, why do you feel this way? What? Why I feel this way? What you mean why I feel this way? It's been hundreds of years. Of da, da, da. Chill out. Calm your ass down. It goes both ways. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So you can't expect everyone to be on the same level of awareness and intelligence that you are. This is new to certain individuals. And it's okay. But it, to your point, it does. It goes both ways. Miss Kathleen. Hello, I see you there. You, you, you're just hiding, but we go call you out. Shout out. <laughs> I figured as much. I figured as much. Yeah. How you feel about this situation and how imperative it is to have this conversation in your in your section? Um, you know, just today we had two of my four squadrons um, that have sat down now and opened up some dialogue um, with our young men and women, because I, too, obviously we're in the uniform 25 years and uh, better. So I, I agree with Chris. I, I did not come from an area. I, I grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska. So for me, that was very sheltered life, middle of the Midwest. And, um, but this is, uh, this makes me angry. This makes me sad. And when my 18 year old daughter came to me last night and said, mom, my heart hurts. What's the matter with our country? It's, uh, it's real. It's here. And it's, uh, it is something that we need to open up those uh, lines of communication. And I lay no claim to being an expert. I want to listen and I want to learn and I want to understand. Right on, right on. And so I got you, Will, but shout out to everybody that's listening right now. Edwin, what's going on? Hey, I see you, Miss Anita Jackson. Hey, shout out, right, for the top three you representing. How's everybody doing? Welcome, welcome. If this is your first time watching the Lions Den, what up, though? That's for my folks in Detroit. Make sure you share this. This is about having real transparent conversation, okay? Seriously, real talk, and not necessarily waiting for someone to have it. You know what I mean? You're gr- hopefully you're grown and you, you understand what's going on right now. Be able to raise your hand and say, hey, I don't have all the answers. Like like Kathleen said, I don't have all the answers. I'm not an expert, but I'm willing to connect. Will, what you got, bro? Hey, first off, thanks, everybody, for being on the show and being open and vulnerable to have this discussion. Um, at Sergeant Brown, you, you specify black individuals, but I have to correct it's individuals of color minorities that this impacts it's not just people that look like you and i because i had a discussion in my section with multiple individuals and you'd be surprised how similar those experiences are so making it a safe place and when i say the term non-white individuals it's not anything offensive it's just a reality on a different lifestyle and different impacts for life experiences right um for chief I commend you by saying, damn it, this conversation needs to be had. But for my many conversations I've been having, it's not the fact about just having a conversation because it feels like to some, it's a checkbox. When something happens, you have a discussion, it's a checkbox. I believe when you have this conversation, that it equates to action, something that's tangible, something that people can say. This is a safe place that leadership is not going to tolerate it. And the people that are feeling this feel like they have advocates that they are not going to be victimized from being truthful about what they're going through. Yeah. Many response to that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, go ahead. What you got? Yeah, absolutely. I got a response to that. So, so that, that goes down to the question of 
what kind of culture are you creating in your organization? Because I'll tell you right now, if you're talking about creating a, creating a safe environment to have these conversations right now, you're too damn late. All right. You, you need to be, having, you should have been creating a culture a long time ago. And the way we create culture inside an organization, I'm just going to go real briefly down this. So if you can give me a little latitude. No, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you got it. The, the first thing you got to do is lead yourself first. All right. And some people, when I say that to people, they think that's kind of like I'm being uh, selfish. It's not. You can't expect to lead other people until you can lead yourself and get yourself squared away. And you got to do that by being humble, uh, admitting that, hey, you may not be the smartest person in the room. And by God, if you are the smartest person in the room, you're probably in the wrong room in the first place. Yo, right. Right. You got to be you got to be authentic. Be who you are. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm sitting here in my hoodie. Right, man. This is who I am. This is who I am every day, right? I'm not going to change because uh, I, I'm like I'm playing a part. Uh, you got to be who you are. You got to recognize your blind spots without question because everybody's got them. Every single one of us has them. Absolutely. You got to educate yourself. Don't go into this uh, into this conversation unarmed with facts. If you go in with just emotion, it will not be a productive conversation. And you got to always, always, always be professional. The other thing I would touch on is everything you should do as a leader to create this culture is about creating belonging and purpose in every single person in your organization. People who belong, you you know, you create people who feel like they belong when you wrap your arms around them when they get there and you say, hey, check this out, man. I am with you. I'm going to take care of you, whether that's you, your family, your development. If you deploy, I'm going to take care of your family, everything. We are going to do everything to make your family feel like they are a part of this organization. Um, you got to you got to have some kind of identity that people associate with. And I can tell you right now, the power of identity cannot be understated, and it's got to be a brand. I'm looking right behind Bryant right now, and he's got that big old Baltimore Raven thing up back there. Damn same, ain't it? Damn same. That's be- <laughs> but the point is, he's got they, they've got a brand that he identifies with, so he throws it up on his wall because he wants to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Right? We all have that. And you got to create that and make people want to understand that that what that symbolizes it symbolizes some values, and 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 something that they can grasp onto. And then with the purpose, got to be willing to explain the why all the time. We are not so busy that we cannot explain the why. And and if airmen are asking why all the time and you're giving them the answer all the time, that time when you can't tell them the why, they're going to understand. They understand that. You got to let airmen have that voice. They're not going to feel like they have a purpose unless they feel like there's a voice that they have that's being heard. You let it. They're sitting at the table and they're telling you what what's going to be on the plate as well. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, it's you know again it goes back to professionalism, creating that professional environment where everybody is contributing, belonging to purpose. Man, you can't understate you can't understate that enough. Yeah, you're right. You're right, and 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 that makes a whole whole lot of sense. But you know, or not, but I would say and. To Will's point, how do we create the culture that this isn't just a box to check off? Seriously, what I mean, and taking a step further, why don't we, it's unfortunate that we have to do this now, but why don't we put this on the same um, importance as resilience training, okay? Or um, let me see, sapper training, right? We don't have this type of training. And it's, in my opinion, this is just Seth's humble opinion, this is a black eye that has been 
avoided for so long. And for certain certain individuals, to your point, being able to belong to certain individuals, it feels like joining the military is a is a commitment. Right. But to others, it's an arrangement. If you understand what I'm saying, like, hey, we just here to pay you first and 15th. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what you think. Just do your job. Don't rock the boat. You get what I mean? So it doesn't feel, and it's unfortunate. I wish it was. I wish it felt like that all the time, like a family, but it's not. So again, certain individuals, it feels like a commitment, and other ones, it just feels like a, you, you get what I mean? It's like, all right, it's just a contract. Do your job. Hey, Larry, what you got, brother? Yes, it's going to you, Miss May, uh, you, and whoever else had discussions already within your units. I got folks that are asking me and pinging me and, you know, prepping for their discussions. I know our discussion is on Friday. So even for me, like when you had your discussion and you don't have to get into details, but just tell me how that discussion was organized. Like, how did you lead off, you know, and what was the discussion about? And that's anybody that, that, that had that discussion. I don't mean what it's about, because I know what it's about, but I mean, how did it start off and then kind of which way did it go? Was it just, hey, tell me how you feel? Was it authentic? Or, you know, did you make them feel like this is not a sympathy moment, but this is me really connecting and getting how you feel versus, you know, checking a box? Because I know we talk about checking a box and I know some folks may feel, oh, we're just having this discussion because, you know, all our top leaders are talking about it. So now we're going down the chain. No. How is your conversation? That's kind of where I'm getting at. So the folks that are watching that's coming up on their conversation, they can kind of be able to take some notes from Um, Let me see. Go ahead, Miss Danielle. You can talk about today, what we did today. So so I work in the, in the wing staff agencies, and obviously, you know, our leadership knew that this was – was weighing heavy on everyone's hearts as it was theirs. So they didn't want to wait to have the conversation. Now, obviously with our current situation with COVID-19, due to social distancing measures, we, we couldn't bring everyone together. So they wanted it to be personal, but we decided to go with the Zoom platform and we opened it up to all of the wing staff agencies to join on. So we probably had 80 plus people that were on the call when we started. So I met with my commander, my director of staff, my first sergeant ahead of time and said, hey, how do we want to do this? We know folks are hurting because people had already reached out to me. I've had one-on-one -on -one conversations with people in the agencies, you know, and, and as leaders, we automatically want to move to a fix. This is not a, this is not a fix. You know, this is, as everybody said, this is something that has been going on for a long time. This tragic event, I think, struck people a, a very different way. You know, it was deep for a lot of people. I have a 15-year-old daughter who was deeply moved by this, and I didn't think she would react that way. So when we sat down and we talked, you know, the leadership said, hey, you know, obviously we know what's going on. Everybody can see what's happening in the news. You know, it, it's weighing heavy on our hearts, you know, and knowing their position that they sit in, some people may not be comfortable going to them just because of their position. So we thought it was best to have everyone on the line. So we had airmen, we had civilians, we had officers, everyone from the wing staff chimed in. And, you know, they opened it up with a brief discussion on, on how they felt, you know, respect everyone's opinions. And then there, you know, where people knew 
you know, okay, they're, they're welcoming any discussion that we have. This is non-attribution. And, and it opened up some deep discussion. You know, we had a, a two-hour all call, and they didn't stop the call. You know, whatever people needed to say, they let the call go until everyone was done. And, and it was powerful. There were a lot of emotions. There were a lot of people that, you know, spoke up when they said normally they would be afraid to, but they felt compelled to do it. I think it definitely raised a lot of awareness the people who didn't say anything, I know they still got something from it. Um, there were some things that we could take as action items. So now, you know, just as everybody else said, this can't be a knee-jerk reaction. Some of the things they said, now we need to take those words and put them into action. The feedback was very, very positive from it, and, and they want more. So it's, it's having those deep conversations is where you connect with people, where you build that culture of trust. And I, and I think we, we crack the door and we open that for, for what we want to continue within the group, not just in the group, but within the air force as a whole. Absolutely. I will have to say it was a great, great time. I mean, for real, it was, it was very emotional, but again, you know how it is. It's like a feel good thing, but you want to keep that feeling. You want to Herm, what's going on, bro? First, I want to thank everybody for coming on to the show and also uh, the people that are watching right now. Thank you guys for uh, watching. Make sure you guys share this on your pages as well, please. Thank you. Um, so my question is, so we, we talk about having a discussion, a hard discussion, right? So we're going to talk about this thing, but now after that, it's got to be some kind of action. So I want to know what, what you guys think. Of course, we're not, we're not really the decision makers, but what, what do you guys think? should happen what, what what should be in place going forward you know in order to you know address this issue me personally you know i look at things like the, the ig office eo office i would like to know like you know how many things came back unsubstantiated when it comes to to racial comments racial uh racial issues within a unit and if it's an overwhelming uh, amount that came back unsubstantiated you know do we really need to go back and look at that again you know what I mean? Could there really be issues? What you guys think about that? Oh, that's a great, great question. That's a great question. Hey, Simp, what you think about that? Sorry, my daughter stepped in. It was bothering me. So I think what you were saying was uh, the number of uh, unsubstantiated allegations. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that, that came out uh, last week was the report about the judicial system. Uh, and, and I think it's really important that there's a deep, and, and the chief of staff has already uh, acknowledged that they're going to do an IG deep dive on that. And, and I think it's really important to have that discussion, the disparity between allegation and the disparity between whether or not something was found to have happened. Um, we got to get after that because if we find, if we go out there and we find that there's a big disparity between that, that we got a real problem there. Um, but it goes into that, you know, we, when we talk about this and we talk about looking forward to getting action. We've got to do a lot of digging on this. We can't, you know, look at this from a very superficial uh, viewpoint and take, take it at surface level. We've got to dig a little bit deeper because the answer is going to lie below the surface. And, 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 it, and there, we may not like it. We may not like what answer we that's, get. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We've got to be willing to, to look at that answer and and say hey man here's the problem now let's get after it mm -hmm. so it's hard to say what kind of action we're going to take because we really 
other than seeing the symptoms, we don't know the root cause just yet. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Bryant, what you got, brother? You know, I would say, you know, I agree with, uh, with Simp. You know, once they actually do the deep dive into it, you know, what, what's going to be the ultimate answer to it? You know, I, I honestly feel that once we really have these discussions and everybody get out what they feel on the table, I think I want to say, or I want to believe that everyone may get closer in the military. I think, I think that's the, the purpose of having a discussion is to bring people closer, getting them to understand, you know, it, it, everyone's not going to feel how I feel. No one's from where I'm from. I'm not from Detroit. I'm not from St. Louis. I'm from Baltimore, but we realize that the actions or things that happen are similar in those locations. But the thing is that when you bring everybody together, it's not, I'm, I'm not expecting you to truly understand or feel what I'm saying to you. I just want you to listen to me. Right. Just, 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 just listening to me and let me get it out. It helps you to understand my character, my values, you know, what builds me and why I see things a certain way. And it could be the same thing, having a discussion, you know, like Will was saying with other minorities or, you know, people that are not a minority. You know, it, it gives you the opportunity to understand why they don't see what we don't see because they've never had to embrace it. And you know what? Also, to that point, they don't see what we see because they never had a reason to. Right. Let's be honest. Right. You ne- you have to have right. a reason to. So if you want to have a true if you want to build that credibility and, and to build that 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 environment you have to be willing to see some things i mean some to see some real ugly shit then you might see some stuff about you that was like wow i really felt like this this whole time and it's wrong like dead wrong and it's been wrong and you know what this is the real jacked up part i'm gonna take it deeper there are some things and it's anybody all right there's some things that you were taught way back when that you may uh, have uh, subscribed to from a so from a such a low level of awareness that you never identified to fact check. Now you're of this age, and now you're really seeing. Hold on, I've been thinking this way for damn thirty years. You, you get what I mean? So we have to be able to give grace. We have to. We have to be able to give grace and do everything ultimately, you know, with love. Will, what you got, bro? All right. So I had a conversation with one of my fellow senior NCOs, and he opened up about his upbringing. And we kind of met somewhere in the middle to have an understanding about the other person, right? So that's good dialogue. But as you alluded to, is that people were not forced to go through some of the things that we experience. So when it boils down to me talking to somebody, just getting it out, that's not my intention. I got a wife, I got a counselor myself that I can do that with. What I'm looking for is more so accountability because someone alluded to saying we had a couple bad apples. That's true. But what if the whole damn tree is rotten? Because General Goldfein mentioned when he walks into a room, most of the individuals look like him. I say reverse that. It's been so many people to go to work sections and they're the only person that looks like them. So they're automatically alienated. And only time that people typically come to them, if it's something wrong, when they feel they have to, or it's a reactionary purpose. So as chief alluded to, 
if you're trying to set that stage now, you're too late. And I think that is going to be a whole lot of people's case. I think a lot of people are too late because it wasn't an issue that was forced. It comes up, it's investigated, nothing's found. And I think you have a lot of people that just know how to play that game where you're in a position of authority and you can manipulate things down because you know what you can get away with. And to end, I think the true answer would be is talking to the individuals that live this. Seth, you got 20 years. Herm, you 20 plus. I'm 19. We've been here to see so many different things. So I said, start with the people that have seen how things went on. I would say start there, and then you get to really substantiate through true experience what the climate of our military is. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think about it like that. But before we go into it, Miss Kathleen, I think you, you said that um, you, you got some things going on in the background. Your kids bothering you? No, I, well, I was talking to some of them. Yeah, okay. but we're good. Okay, we're good. well, look, the reason why I was going to say, you know what you need to do? I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Okay. You ready? You need to take them over to Kevlar's Grill. Look, check this out. Kevlar's Grill is one of our sponsors, right? Have them go over there, sit down, give them some food, tell them to sit down and enjoy themselves. But Kevlar's Grill, if you didn't know, is right outside the back gate, inside the VFW, okay? They do gratitude boxes. Make sure you call them and say, hey, I want to give a box of food to our first responders, even the individuals on the front or back gate, and they have done it before. So the menu is awesome. Hey, Chief, check it out. You see these ribs? Better than uh, Pappy's. Straight up, I said it better than Pappy's, but nevertheless, we do. We have the uh, they got the chicken and shrimps, they got the steaks, whole nine, and they have uh, things for your individuals that are vegetarians. However, make sure you go contact them. They do Grubhub 25 miles radius. All right, the number 618 416 5700. And again, you see that it's inside the VFW post 41. Eight, six. And then back to school when the kids go back to school. Hopefully they go back. I mean, we, we don't know what's going on. But when they do go back to school, you want to make sure they rocking these shoes straight up. So if your kids are on Instagram, chances are they are on and you probably are not. But tell them to go check out Upper Souls, right? That's U-P-P-E-R-S-O-L-E-Z. Got the great new, new exclusive to shoes all right and i see the chief he looking at him guess what you got the money make sure you go and get some of these i think these some yeezys yep they bought a thousand dollars it's all good make sure you go and cop those for y'all kids but don't forget they're on instagram okay upper souls check them out follow them it's a, a young individual he's getting it in he has his own business okay so shout out to them so big herm what you got Yo, I ain't gonna lie, man. Every time we go to that commercial break, I always try to look to see if I'm gonna catch you slipping in your browsers. What? Oh, you, oh, you, you about to? <laughs> Boy, that, hey, no, you don't want to. Hey, stay on my business. No, no, you but, don't hey. want to, though. <laughs> okay, so my question is for, for Shut you. Up. For you first, uh, Miss May, and then anybody else can also answer this as well. So we talk about having this conversation, and I, I remember Chief talked about it being well, simple talked about it going both sides, both ways. So what do you do when you have that airman, you know, a white airman that comes and it feels like, you know, they're automatically on the defensive when it comes to this because people don't know what they don't know. And I don't believe that if somebody's on the defensive because of this, that automatically makes them a bad person. You know what I mean? They just come from a different background. So now they're feeling like, man, I got to defend the white race 
You know what I'm saying? I, I don't honest, truly understand what's going on. What kind of conversation would you have with that airman, with that individual when it comes to this? So I feel like I've had an interesting career path because I got to spend five and a half years as a first sergeant. And so I think being in a position like that has really helped me um, widen the aperture, right? And be able to address and have some of those harder conversations. And I have to say, I, I have had some young airmen come in and have been very, very close-minded. And me personally, it has been one of those bigger challenges to get them to, to stop and listen themselves and almost play back the conversation that they've had with me and encourage them to listen again to their own words so that they can then move forward and go, oh, okay and try to help them learn how to change their own perception of how they feel about their own biases and everything. And I agree with the chief. I mean, I kind of wrote down even just some notes, but those, those blind spots, we're not doing a good job talking about those with the young airmen. I don't think they understand what that means because of just where we're coming from. We don't talk about it as a service either. So, um, having some of those difficult conversations I, I have had and had to really let somebody take a second and step back and replay their own conversation for them to get them to have a better understanding. Damn. And, and I feel you. I mean, just think about how important that is and then to bring them back, especially individuals that look like you, like, Hey, chill out. You got, you get what I mean? Like you are, you may be from where you're from, but this is what you're doing right now. So I need you to have a more of a holistic thought process. But before we go to you, Brian, I want to give a shout out to everybody that's watching right now. Nathan Jackson, Action Jackson, he on watching. What's going on? I see some uh, other individuals there. Miss Brandley, how you doing? Erica, shout out to Ghana. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I know how it is. Everybody out there, we want to thank y'all for tuning in. If y'all have any questions, the number has been pinned. The number is 618-792-6747. One more time, 618-792-6747. And it's wide open. You guys can call and give your comments and your questions and concerns. All right. Hey, Brian, what you hey, got? Hey, Brad, Bradley's a dude, man. Who, Bradley? Not yeah, that's a guy. Is he? What, what, yeah, he watch all the time, man. Oh, Bradley. Sure put some respect on his name real quick. You know what? He, he, he got to change his profile picture. Get his woman out his picture. But anyway, shout out to you. Appreciate it. All right, what you got, Brian? Hey, so, like, piggybacking off the off of Simp, off the Chief, you know, is it, perfect. You know, what I like to do is I like to get people to see me for Bryant and not, you know, Matheson Brown. That's the type of relationships I like to build with, with people. I wanted it to be, I want you to know me as a person, but I have a, like examples to the question was, I know in our squadron, we had an airman that put together a black history month lunch. And one of the spouses decided to complain about the situation and they took to Facebook and they said, you know, why do we have to have a black history month luncheon? You know, why don't we have a white history month? Stuff like that. And my, my automatic response, you know, to me and, and knowing history is like, I want to snap. You know, because I feel as though it's disrespectful, you know, and now we got to change it from, you know, Black History Month to diversity. But I think to answer, I think it comes with educating, you know, sitting down, thinking about it. It's like, you know, honestly reflecting on it. Maybe this person doesn't know the history of things. Maybe this person really does not know why we have a Black History Month or what it took to have a Black History Month and why we celebrate it. 
So, you know, after I sat and thought about it and getting past the anger part or like, this is just stupid. Like, why would they think like that? You know, reflecting on what everybody's saying is I had to really think like maybe they just honestly do not know or understand. Look, I remember that. I'm coming to you, Simp, but I do remember that and uh, that situation. I remember that airman and uh, they were crying. You get what I mean? Extremely upset. And I was close to crying myself because here it is 2020 and we're still going through this bullshit. You get what I'm saying? We're still going through it. And the unfortunate part is this individuals we lock arms with when we want to deploy these individuals that we, you know, we, we wear the same uniform, you know, you know what I mean? We, we have a common quote unquote enemy, if you will. But then I got to fight this right here. You get what I mean? So uh, yes, I do remember that. I remember that situation. Sim, what you got brother? Uh oh, you mute it. There you go. Yeah, I hit it twice, man. I got a quick finger. Um, hey, a couple things. Uh, as far as you know, you talk about how to deal with one of those difficult folks who come in. First of all, they're just untrained. They're uneducated. So our job as leaders is to educate. Doesn't matter who they are. They put the uniform on. We educate them all. We're equal opportunity employers for education. Um, so one of the ways, so, so in our office, what we're doing, and we got a small, a fairly small staff actually at the NAP, you would think it's big, but it's not, it's only about 30 people. I'm doing a, uh, a one-on-one with every single person first, and then we're bringing everybody together. Um, one thing that does is it kind of, uh, gives, gives me a temperature on what we can expect when we go in that room. And I'll tell you right now, we go in that room, blouses are coming off. And we're talking as a bunch of people like we are right now. And we're going to have, we're going to have that conversation. Um, you know, obviously it's a little more challenging, but I, I'm insisting on, on doing this conversation, uh, in person. I don't want to do this conversation virtual. I want to see people's faces. I want to see emotions and I don't want any damn delay in the, in the, in the video feed. Yeah. Um, I was going to tell you about that. Look, so what, what, what you got, you, you got your, uh, computer from, from what T-Mobile what's going on? (laughs) Whose is that? That's the government computer. That's the one he got when he first came in there. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. And he got AOL dial up and shit. Hey, so listen, it's yeah. okay. But I get what you're saying. But to that point, we still have this virus going on, right? And I feel you. We need to be face to face. But I want to transition over to Miss Danielle. That one done. Oh, oh, you oh my fault. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. It, you know the computer was hey. frozen. I thought, you know, and so yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> It may be a throw that you can give. So, you know, we talked, you asked something earlier about what we can do going forward. And I think one of the really important things going forward for our air force, you know, we're, we're kind of concentrating on that as opposed to the greater, the greater society. Um, We got to get our, our footprint, right. You know what I'm saying? Our, at our session point that makes our force look like what our society looks like. You know what the, you know what the percentage of women in the air force is right now? What's that? It's twenty point nine percent. You know what the footprint? You know what the footprint is? America of women? It's fifty one percent. We got to get rights. I mean, you call it right size. You can call it demographically even. Whatever you want to call it, we got to get that right, and we got to bring in people to make our our force reflective of our society. And the more we do that, the more there is a less of an imbalance, and it create and it kind of eliminates some of these problems just by having the right balance in it in the first place. So I thought maybe the ladies would want to talk about that. Yeah. 
I agree. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, oh, Miss May, go ahead. What you got? Didn't know that, huh? Look at you. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, don't get me started on that part. Well, go ahead. Shout um, out. Because I've, I've called that out before, looking at panels of senior enlisted leaders, even in Washington. It's it's men, and we are we are not. But I'm not trying to be the feminist necessarily this evening. But we are not a representative of society. But we keep saying that we are. Oftentimes we use that as a default. We are just a subset of of normal society. Um, well, we're not there yet. I agree with you. Mm, yeah, that's good. Hey, go ahead. Well, you got a question, then I want to go to uh, Miss Danielle. But go ahead. What you got? So a lot of conversation has been had or planned on happening, right? So I want to get some feedback on how I'm envisioning our session to go for my own unit. I envision it being an in-person session and the minority or non-white individuals talking, talking through their stories and other individuals listening, right? Why I want that to happen because I think it'll dead out the arguing where you can really personalize with your military brother or sister. Because I think a lot of times that you don't understand the story because you don't get a chance to finish it because the emotions get so heightened. So I think it is valuable to listen to the stories and the lives of your brothers and sisters and then personalize and put yourself in that situation. I want to get some feedback on how you feel that conversation would go. Mm, that's a great segue. You ready, Miss Danielle? So I think that's an interesting concept, you know, with me and, and honestly, when it comes to these conversations, you have to have people that are open and willing to share their stories to begin with, you know, so if, if you don't already have that culture of trust and respect where people won't feel intimidated to do it, that might be tough. You know, I, I think it's a great idea, but it's, it's kind of why we didn't go that way with our discussion in WSA. We, we didn't want it to be limited. We wanted whoever to speak up and share their stories to be able to share their stories, and they did. You know, we had, we had black women share their stories. We had black men share their stories. We had white men share their stories, you know, who grew up in, you know, where, where the Klan and all that was real, and they weren't exposed to different things until they came into the Air Force. You know, so I, I, I think there were probably some people who were a little afraid to speak up, but the stories that were shared, I think we still achieved the same purpose that we, we wanted to achieve in that. Now we just have to continue that conversation. So we did it to, to open the conversation. Now, how do we shape it moving forward? You know, I think a lot of what you're saying would be good, right? Let's, let's get some different perspectives for those folks who were a little bit, you know, shy with coming to speak up, but at least, you know, they've, they've got a taste, they've got an appetite for, for what the leadership was trying to achieve. And now I think folks would be more comfortable um, speaking up on, on different, different, a variety of different subjects in the future. I do too. I really do too. And that's right. TK, I see you. A hey, culture of of trust. You're absolutely right. And by the way, if this is your first time tuning in, make sure you share this because this is a conversation that needs to be had. And hopefully you can learn how to create that environment of trust to uh, because you know how the culture is where you work. We know how CE is right. We know how uh, the wing plans or, or whatever the case it is. We, we know how that is. But being able to open that dialogue 
And if you can't do that, that is a serious problem. So shout out to y'all that's watching right now. We do appreciate it. Larry, what you got? Hey, I'm going back to the discussions that we're possibly going to have within our squadrons. One of the things that I want to harp on is when, when we do have these discussions, again, I already talked about not having that sympathy. I don't want it to be a sympathy discussion, but I want to know from the opposite of non-blacks, non-minorities, like I want to know for those that felt like what's happening right now is BS and it shouldn't be happening and yada, 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 because to me, that's what you get the breakthrough. I don't want it to be a discussion where everybody's just like, yeah, you're right, that was wrong. And I hate that it took the death of this man for this discussion to even be where it's at now. It's like COVID-19. What is that right now? Because that is not even a discussion anymore, which was the discussion everywhere. Even on the sports channels I go to, we're talking about this, which is a good thing. I just hate the platform it took for it to get there. But I also want to just put it out there for the audience, for anybody in here. I want people to be raw in how they feel. Don't just be telling me how you feel to agree with me to shut me up. But be raw. If you feel like you don't understand this, you don't get it, like that's where the conversation really needs to be had. So I just want to put that out there for those listening, those in here that are in the Zoom, like, you know, give them, when we say create that space, that's what we mean. And Chief hit it on, on the nose, like taking your blouse off and like, let's talk. How do you feel and why do you feel? And then we can have that discussion because otherwise if it's just, everybody's agreeing with everybody that leaves diversity out. And I think diversity going back to, to senior Mays or what she was talking about as far as a female. And we kind of hit on different things, but diversity is key. Inclusion is key, but we have to have those hard conversations to really get to where we want to go. And it's about, and y'all, yeah. Thoughts on yeah. And, and I agree. And I would love anyone to chime in. You have to be authentic. You have to be authentic. And don't get me wrong. I do understand we need to be professional in, in who we are and what we do. But at the same time, I'm still a man. And if I'm hurting, like, damn, I need to let you know I'm hurt. And it may be emotional me saying that. Now, does that mean I'm not being professional? You get what I mean? So it's a very thin line. Like, for example, I, I talked about it today. My son, he would be 16 pretty soon. Do you know, in my mind, I don't know what to tell him when he's driving, how to protect himself. I don't know what to say now. So when I'm waking up, putting on my uniform, I still have a job to do. But in the back of my mind, that's here. I can't really focus, nor do I feel like I have a safe space to have this conversation like, yo, I can't tell my son to just follow directions and just move over. He still might die. I can't tell him to ask for permission to put to, to get his ID and his, you know, and his, and his insurance because they're going to think he's and he's still going to die. I don't know what to tell him. And you worried about the damn TMT. You know, hypothetically speaking, but it's like, damn, man, you get what I mean? So uh, to your point, Larry, yes, you do have to be, you know, authentic and be raw. But in order for you to be raw and authentic, you need to know that that individual truly want to hear you without retribution of you uh, speaking your truth, because that is truth, truth. I mean, real, real. Then I got a daughter. So it's like, damn, I. Yo, I, I, so here it is. And I'm be real quick. I'll see you. Well, I got to talk to my son about growing up as a black man. Then I have to talk to my daughter as she's getting ready to go to the fourth grade on how to, you know, uh, conduct herself and what's right and what's wrong and why people pick on her or whatever the case it is. This is trauma. And then to see what just happened, that's more trauma on top of trauma. Not everybody can associate with it. They just see it. 
Like, just saw it last week and a few weeks ago. So it's been compounded. But this shit has been going on. I'm 40 now. You get what I mean? So, but I don't know. I had to get that out there. Will, what you got, bro? To your point, Seth, I think things have become normalized and people are desensitized to the things that impact us so much because they see it so often. Oh, another black guy got killed. Oh, what were they doing? Must have been doing something wrong. And I think that's become the narrative to most people that make them not react as they probably should react. But in regards to setting that stage for people to be able to talk openly, I think that's a responsibility for everybody, especially leaders, to make that zone protected for those individuals. I think that's where we come in at. Because I tell anybody in a heartbeat, do not fuck with my airmen. Do not fuck with my NCOs. I take that personally where you have to be able to cover down on all of your airmen to where if they got something to say, if they're scared to say it, you will advocate for them. I think that's where that strength and that that trust comes into play is they know that you go to bat for them. I think if you have more leaders that step up and let the airmen know that, hey, I got you. I think they'll be more reluctant to talk and discuss because they know they're not by themselves. And ultimately, there you go. There you go. What you think about that, Sam? Looking for hey that man, mute button. Will, you got me fired up with that one, man. Um, having having your people's back is 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 the most empowering thing you can do. When somebody feels like they can speak out or they can voice their opinion, and there's not going to be some kind of repercussion from that, they are they are motivated to let you know. But I think one thing that, you know, is because as we're talking about setting conditions to have these conversations, I think the number one thing that everybody's got to keep in mind is respect. Building a, building a, setting a condition is all about respect. How do you generate and treat people with respect on every single level? And you do that by sitting down and having that conversation and talking about them. But it, it starts way before we go into the room, like I was saying before, before we go into the room and have this conversation. It's how are you doing that every single day when we're not reacting to a death in Minneapolis? How are you setting that, set that, that condition of respect? Because I think as you go through more of it and you learn to respect where they come from and you respect what they feel and what they fear and what their goals are, in the end, you're probably going to gain a little self-respect out of it too, which benefits everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow up with that. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Chief, that was a good point. I posted something last night because I kept hearing many people think that they were doing something wrong. And I said, it's, it, the, the message said, it's not black against white. It's everybody against racism. So that unity aspect, that's what gets that message out there. It's not just saying, it's just about one person. It's about a negative thing that poisoned this our entire country all into the bones of our military. And the only way you get that out is more people have that integrity first and exercise their right to get the bullshit out of our service that ultimately is going to push to our civilian sectors. That's how that happens. And then even with that being said, it's not even it, 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 to your point, it's not black and white. It's right and wrong. Like Right and wrong. Let, let's take it down to an elementary standpoint. Right and damn wrong. If I have to find, hey, watch this. If I got to look for an AFI to let you know, really? 
do it do i have to take that energy oh hold on wait wait a minute let me look that up right here to see if that's right really and that's what we do we kick around we tiptoe around shit look man call it for what it is but i have to under i have to admit there are individuals that don't want to rock the boat there are certain things that they have to consider their rank they want to make chief eventually everybody want to be chief master on the air force okay do you have uh their family they want to make sure that they you know don't uh, negate that you know they want to be able to provide for their family I, I understand that so does that mean does that mean you won't stand up for me when you see and you know i'm hurting you know i'm hurting but because you're thinking about uh i got a good shot at making chief this year finally this is my time and if i go and bring this up to my boss and put my, you know, just 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 put my head down and 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 you know, or, or my my rank on the line. You think they're going to respect me by using those integrity? I mean, the integrities, those core values. Because what's integrity? Doing what's right when no one is looking. But now no one is looking really. But are you still willing to do what's right? So I see contradiction there. I really, really do. So you have individuals that are committed to that and some it's just you know you're not included brian what you think i was gonna say like will i'm i'm just like will like i understand i just put on master and i'm just understand i'm getting a, a lot of more troops to you know being a superintendent and supervising i'm like will like to get to my airman you got to get through me and best believe you better come correct because i'm gonna treat your head off it's, it's not gonna be easy getting to my airman so I'm, I'm gonna protect mine and then by protecting mine, my airmen know I got their back no matter what. And then building that relationship and making them know and believe like, hey, you know, I'm open. I can talk to Sean Brown about anything. And then another thing I realized as being a leader is that I don't have the answer for everything. If, if, I, if, if one of my female troops come to me and it's an uncomfortable conversation, hey, I don't know the answer, but I will get you somebody to talk to because I don't have the answer for it. Right. So, but but I will say for us and our unit, we're going to have to discussion the superintendents and senior NCOs first. Mm-hmm. And 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 like Larry said, I want it to be I want it to be real. I don't want it to be phony. I don't want it to be hey, we just here to get this over with. I want it to be a real conversation on both sides. I want, and I know I need to work on myself because I get riled up when it comes to you know the history of like African American history yeah, and you stuff do. like that. Yeah, you do. Go ahead. Hey, show show him that hat that you wanted to wear. Show him the hat you wanted to wear so we can get you in trouble. Look at him. Look at him, y'all. Look, he was about to put all types of crazy shit in the background. But no, <laughs> I, I don't play about it. But yeah. but I, I will say this. You know, talking to one of my chief mentors and he tell me, you know, Brown, you got to be approachable. I understand. Like this, this is deep to you. You know the history. You understand it. You lived it from what you've been through. But you got to be open. And 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 sitting there and thinking about it and actually crying on the phone was like, you know what, you're right. Because when we had that conversation, I want to be open enough to, I, once I ask me, why are you like that? Why do you feel this way? You know, what have you seen? What have you been through? And, and, and I'm open to tell you, I'm an open book. Right. And I'm going to tell you, because I want you to know why I feel this way and why other airmen may feel the same exact way. And then I want you to be open and honest with me to show me that same courtesy and respect when I ask you the same question of why you don't see this there or you why go. is your stance on this? I want your open, honest opinion. And that's what it takes. It take, Hey, so we got a phone call. Who we got on here? We got Nate. Hey, what's going on, kid? Can you hear me? Yeah, they can hear you. 
All right, perfect. I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you for everyone for coming on and sharing your thoughts. Uh, I, I have to say, you know, that's exactly what it is that we need is for everyone to be raw. Rank comes off and we need to have this conversation because uh, we recently uh, had a conversation within uh, our OSI department. We did a, a VTC, a Zoom call, just as you're doing now. And uh, it was tough. It was really tough. It was uncomfortable. Uh, taking a look at the, bo- uh, the, body, uh, the body languages and things of that nature. But it's, it's here for a reason. And, um, you know, I, I, I was very, uh, I was, I'm, I'm just going to be upfront. I was a little bit upset, you know, as we were waiting, you know, for individuals, for our senior leaders to step up to the plate and say, hey, we really have to talk about this because I get it that we have our core values. And I'm going to tell you right now, our core values are the foundational principles that helps our institution, as I stated before in our remarks. But it is our personal values that far outweighs that. I don't need core values, honestly. I came into this military understanding, respect, uh, teamwork. You know, those were instilled in me. Uh, those were the quality and the traits that were instilled in me that have propelled me into the individual that I am today. That still serves as, you know, my foundation principles. But for those that don't quite have that, we have to, we have to target that. You know, we have to come to an understanding and find a solution. Because there's a young man, young woman that's coming into the military or whatever that's escaping their environment in hopes that they can have a productive future moving forward. But we have individuals that's not willing to um, to remove their biases. And this is one start. It's having the conversation, but we really need to ensure that we have the application uh, follow through. Yo, shout out to you, Nate. Hey, watch this. We appreciate that. Hey, look at you. You get a round of applause, <laughs> bruh. Hey, and I appreciate you calling in, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is, okay, we identified the issue. All right, we identified the issue. We identified um, where we lack, and we identified the need, but what are you ready to do? All right, I'm a firm believer, and I've said it before, i said it again, you can run your mouth 100 miles per minute, but you won't lose uh, zero calories so what are you really doing okay you're wasting time and you're talking shit so what we are thinking about well miss danielle do, would you like to talk about um those, this this incentive sure i mean you guys can chime in to seth bryant um one thing that that i've been thinking about and something that has weighed heavily on my heart throughout my time in the military is we we know this we have close friends you know I'm, I'm closer to some of the people I've met in the military than I am with folks that I grew up with before I joined we have a lot of people that are suffering in silence we have a lot of good people that get out of the air force because they don't feel that culture of vulnerability they don't feel that culture of trust they they feel like you know what they thought they were getting when they signed up is not it you know, we do a great job of, of leadership, teaching bullet writing, teaching you, you know, good leadership principles. But, but what about getting the people, getting to know the people behind the uniform? So I really love what, what Simp said, you know, let's take off this uniform and, and let's have a conversation. So, you know, I, I've gotten with a few people around Scott Air Force Base, and, and that's something that, that we really want to do. Um, obviously, this topic is, is what's fresh in everybody's mind. So, 
you know, the, the group of people that I've gotten with, that's, that's kind of what we want to start with. But we want to create a safe environment, just as everyone is saying. We want to create, you know, it, it's not about rank. It's not about trying to get to that next position. It's about being open, being vulnerable, being real, having those conversations. And it doesn't just have to be within one squadron. If we talk about us being an Air Force as a family, we need to come together as a family and do that. You know, so so the incentive that, that we've been talking about, and, and it's been dubbed the day room. So for those of you that are enlisted and you've been through basic training, you know, when you go through that, that finally you get to the, the end where you think, oh, my God, I made it through basic training. Now I get to relax a little bit. And your TI takes you in the day room and they take off that hat. And now they have a real conversation with you. That's kind of the environment that we want to create. And we want to bring up a variety of different issues. It, you know, so, you know, sometimes you have leaders where, well, if my airman goes and they go into another person, they have a different mentor, they get hurt about that. Why, if that airman is going to get help from someone? Isn't that the ultimate goal of all of this? So what we want to do is, is, is just kind of create those discussions, you know, where it's a safe environment, whatever the topic may be, if it, you know, if it, if it's a topic of racism, racism that is so prevalent on everyone's mind, if it's a topic of, you know, sexual assault, whatever the case may be, we want to create that safe environment for people to come out and be able to talk. You know, I, I truly believe that there's power in per personal testimony. So sometimes just being able to share your testimony, you never know what that can do for another person. So even if someone comes and they don't want to speak, at least when they hear someone else's story, it lets them know that, hey, I'm not alone in how I'm feeling. You know, you have people that might have bumps in the road throughout their Air Force career because regardless of whether we wear the uniform or not, life happens. How do you deal with that? And how are you there for one another when those when those things happen? You know, so, so the day room will just be creating a, a variety of different subjects where people can come, they can share their testimony, and then it can open up those real raw conversations like we're talking about right now. That's right. And I think it would be a great idea. And you have my 155% support with that. I know it's going to go well. I think it, I know it's going to go well. Um, yeah, and it's long overdue. And like we said before, it's unfortunate that that's what we have to take to have this real conversation. But I think everything happens. I know everything happens for a reason. It does. It does. And it is ugly, but it does. So going to you real quick, uh, Larry, what you got? I was just going to follow up with what Senior Brown said. And when we have these conversations, one of the ideas I'll throw out there is let's have this conversation out of uniform. All right, let's take it off and let's have it where we don't really, I know we, we know senior leaders, like we're going to know who the senior leaders are, but for the most part, and I'll equate this to my continuous process improvement classes that we have. We encourage members to come to our course with no uniform on, come in civilian clothes. So when you're talking about your, your unit's processes and how they operate and some of the things that you're frustrated with, I don't know if you're a lieutenant colonel or an A1C. Until I look at that roster, I'm like, damn, that was a lieutenant colonel talking like that? You know, but I'm just saying, when you take the uniform off, I think it's more authentic with the conversation versus with it on. And that's just my personal opinion. I think when we have these conversations, let's do it. And in, in regular, especially in Zoom, like we ain't got to be in uniform. Let's be in regular clothes. If we do it in a, in, in a base auditorium, whatever, you know, I don't know the protocols, but let's take the uniform off and let's have a real conversation and, and let folks get it out there 
you know, uh, from both sides. You know, like I said, I want the raw conversation, so I want it from both sides. And and I think that's what'll help break those barriers. Right. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, as long as your background don't look like uh, Doctor Strange, but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. You. Hey, go go ahead, Seth. What you got, brother? <laughs> hey man, this thing is slow, bro. No, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. It's, it's, <laughs> hey, cause look, the button ain't move. <laughs> but go ahead, what you got? Oh, bro, I'm just gonna come over to your house next time. <laughs> right? That. Yeah. Hey, uh, um, I, I commend what you guys are doing. I think it's perfect, and I can't uh, emphasize enough the importance of doing that thing out of uniform. And, and, and I'll and I'll take this a little bit different direction. I think too often. We let the uniform define us. Hell yeah. And the reality is the uniform don't define us. We define the uniform and what it means by how we act and how we treat each other. Yes. And the conduct that we carry ourselves with and the character we exhibit. That's what we're defining because we're a whole lot of other things. We're fathers. We're mothers, husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, whatever. But don't ever let that uniform define who you are. That's all I wanted to say. Absolutely, man. And we appreciate that. That's real. That's real. That that makes a lot of sense. All right. Hey, Brian, what you got? We're getting ready to wrap it up, man. What you got, brother? I'm just going to be quick. You know, I I love it. I love it. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's why we said, you know, the day room was was going to be like that. I know Seth and uh, Senior Man and Senior Brian, we talked about that. Having people come and no uniform, just civilian clothes, and get what's on your heart and just and just get it out there. Because a lot of times you see people, they make mentors because that mentor is that mentor because they're trying to be a chief. So it may be a chief. You know, all the professional development is based on getting promoted and, and, and stuff like that. But let's just sit back and create mentors that can be life mentors, not just Air Force. I don't want a mentor just for the Air Force. I want somebody... That, that I can relate to, like, life-wise. Yeah. So yeah. you don't understand, like, the feeling that you get having a mentor that can relate to your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dope. And that's the deal, man, that having a mentor. If everybody wanted to be a chief, how about being a good chief? <laughs> Ever thought about that? Anyway, so final word. What you got, Miss May? Any questions or any final words for you? No, I just want to say thank you very much for asking me to come on. I know you knew I was a little apprehensive. I was going to ask you, how did you feel? It didn't hurt, did it? We ain't bite hard. Not painful, but this was great great company. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I look forward to coming back. Right on. But uh, I I also look forward to hearing hopefully the culture change. Um, It should be palpable and it should be loud if we attack this in the right way. Absolutely. And start opening those conversations. So I'm excited to hear the uh, the roar. Yeah, already, boom! Oh. I love it. Look what she did. As a matter of fact, ah! <laughs> hey, she did that on herself by herself. Hey, so Miss Danielle, what you got? Last word for you. Thank y'all. Seriously though, but thank you for coming on. I know you was nervous. It's not bad. Trust me, we don't bite, right? And then Foots, he's not here. You can't see him. So he, he ain't go, you know, we don't got it. You know, we, we good. We good family. We good family. But Miss Danielle, what you have, ma'am? I can only echo what everyone is saying. You know, we can't, we can't go back to yesterday. Yesterday's already happened, but we can come together as a community and make the change that we want to see today. And it, and it starts with us. Yes. 
So it, it can't just be words. Now we need to put those words into action and we need to do it together as a team and, and, and work at it as a family. Damn right. Damn right. Will, what you got, brother? Another great show, um, Chief. Thanks for being on, Chief May. Hey, it was easy, right? I see the bar behind you. Get your little num nun juice and kind of those nerves. But I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll no. No, I see it. Hey, that's Hennessy. Is that Hennessy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be talking more. But go ahead. Go ahead, bro. I'll leave it like this. Look yourself in the mirror and decide to be a good person. And somebody said before, is be willing to call out the bullshit and not be fearful. You got other people out there that got your back, will have your back. And if that that door is blocked, go around it because there's many more that's willing to support what you have going on for what's right. It's strength and unity, and we can't do it without each of us doing our part. But, hey, thanks for tuning in, Dan. Yeah, most definitely. Larry, Larry, what you got, brother? I just want to say this. If you think about the Air Force, and I'll talk about the country in a minute, but the Air Force, you talk about from Tuskegee Airmen and the things that they endured to where we are now, and then we talk about our country and all the things that we've endured from the time we started to where we are now. We're considered the world's greatest Air Force. We're considered one of the, if the best country in the world, and we still have these issues, right? So imagine what we would be if we unite. Take off the race cars, take the color off, and look at each other as humans, and we come together, imagine how powerful we can truly be. Just think about it. We're already great, but imagine how much better we can be if we get rid of this BS. Oh. Don't think about it. Oh. Whoa. Yo, we already, yeah, yeah. Her. What you got, bro? Man. So, uh, first off, I want to thank the guests for coming in. Um, really appreciate y'all having this conversation with us. Thank you very much, and thank, again, the listeners and the viewers uh, for interacting with us and, and, and engaging. Uh, I got a message for the leaders out there. If your first response during this whole thing, your first thing that you told your airmen is to be worried about the riots, be worried about the protests, but never addressed what caused it, I'm going to tell you now, you've already lost most of your people. They're, they've already shut you out because you've already showed – that you don't really care about the issue, you know, and, 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 and it, it, that might not have been your intent. That might not have been your intent, but for the people that's receiving it, they're going to take it like, okay, we know about the report that came out. We know about the issues that's going on around us. You haven't addressed that, but you told me about the riots that's going on downtown. Talk to me about why the riots are going downtown. Let, let us know that you've seen it and that you're going to address it with us. You might not have the answers, but you see it. You know we might be hurt. We might be confused. Talk to us about that. I'm telling you, if we talk about hearts and minds. You know what I mean? That's how you're going to reach your people. Let them, you know, let them know that you recognize what they're going through. Man, you, you said a word, and I appreciate that. And we've talked about it before, right? How can you expect your airmen to understand the importance of safety and you 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 being uh, uh, concerned about them that way. But again, we're not identifying the elephant in the room. You're continuously feeding it. You get what I mean? You're feeding it. But hey, we're going to grow. This is just the start. This is just the beginning. And to Herm's point, look, just just be ready. 
say what it is and, and it is good. And so I do want to make sure that um, I answer this one question and I see you out there, brother. He says, is the lion's den going to be regrouping after everyone's unit has had uh, these sit downs and sharing learned experience? Why not? As a matter of fact, y'all give us a thumbs up if that's what you want. All right. Is, is that is that what you would like to do? Is that what you would like to see? Because I think that it's it's necessary. It's absolutely necessary. So we can share because Wing Staff Agency, we just did ours today. It was uncomfortable a little bit. But I'll tell you one thing. You felt it. You felt it. And I mean, I'm still getting comments and, 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 and emails from individuals. Hey, thank you for that. Just being there. And it is just great. So I encourage you all have these tough conversations. We love you. It's all all coming from love. Right. All coming from love. But make sure you stick around because um, we're going to be back Sunday coming on up um, at Alliance Den Sunday. Same time, same bat channel. Make sure you holler at us. All right, we'll talk to y'all soon. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, We'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com. A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.